0: Blog Talk Radio. Hey guys, welcome to the Armour Report. This is the Friday edition, end of the week. I call this the week in review. Thanks for being here with me on YouTube. I hope you guys can hear me on Blog Talk Radio. We're having technical issues there, but who knows, maybe it's working. Um, All right, a lot to get to. We're going to start, as usual, with a review of our algorithms on the top four indexes that drive all of our risk-on, risk-off decision-making. Then we're going to get into an update of our Rules of the Road blog post. I've been doing this 30 years. I got tiger scratches up and down my back from that time uh, in this business, and I'm sharing with you some of my rules that I use to help protect capital and capture upside. You can find that on the website. We'll get to that. And then, of course, we'll drill down into our favorite space, the cannabis stocks. We'll talk some cannabis news, some of the things this week that I see that are important. Um, let's remember this is a live trading desk. All the information I'm sharing is information I use my own capital and that of investors we work with through our interactive brokers relationship. Um, screens all around me, phones may ring. Bear with me if that happens. Thank you for that. Uh, don't forget, I am sharing with you information that I use to run my money. It's educational I'm not telling you what to do I'm not telling you what to buy some stocks I talk about I might own some I might not some I might own tomorrow some I might sell next week so the object of these YouTube videos is to help you understand the market we're in how to manage your risk how to capture upside and then um, I try to share with you some of the fundamental approaches we use to build portfolios and some of the information we gather from the research we do. Okay, so let's get to it. There's, there's a lot to cover. Um, okay, the algorithms on the big indexes. That's where we always start. Late March, if you're following me on this, um, on this playlist, I appreciate it. Those of you who are new... Late March, we talked about how all the algos were telling us risk on, at a time where a lot of people were saying the market's up too much, market's peaking, can't have a V bottom, market has to retest. Uh, And even we, even I, was writing blog posts called Stalking the Bear. If you go look at our website, rosenthalcapital.com, you can click on algorithmic Research, you'll see a blog post stalking the bear. The last entry, I write, we're no longer stalking the bear. All algorithms are positive. We're risk on in a major way. That's how we manage our risk. Even if I think that the market shouldn't go up, when our algorithms tell us risk on everywhere, we put capital to work. What I think doesn't matter. What you think doesn't matter market doesn't care market will do what it wants to do and if you spend all your time worried about being wrong you're never going to make money you have to execute investing in the stock market is about taking risk if you want a risk free rate of return it's going to be very small if you want returns you got to take risk risk We have to manage that risk. Algorithms help us do it. This is 2019. After 2008, the world changed. This is not your dad's stock market. It's not your granddad's. This is not about economic cycles and peaks in the cycle. Because economic cycles don't work like they used to. Since 2008, central banks have gone all in on manipulation. Don't hate it. Just understand it and make money off of it. Don't worry about the day the music stops. We'll deal with that when we get to it because you're never going to know when the music stops, guys. All you can do is manage your risk. You use stop losses. We use algorithms to tell us when the risk is too great for the reward we're trying to capture, when the probabilities are right for us to put capital to work. And when they're wrong, take capital off the table. Now, we can talk about all these fun things that they talk about on CNBC and other financial news networks, but it's not going to make us a dime. It won't make us a dime. Usually, it'll keep you out of the market. Oh, I hate Trump. I hear people say, what's that got to do with the stock market? I don't care what you think of Trump. I love him. I think everything he's doing for the economy is brilliant. Maybe you hate me because I said that. I don't care. We can have a... Political debate if you want. But that doesn't put stocks up. Let me tell you what puts stocks up. Are you listening? Ready? Grab a pen, piece of paper, write this down. Central banks buying the market. Central banks adding liquidity. That's it. Japanese central bank literally buys U.S. equities. Buys the S&P. That's a fact. Go look it up. Go Google research on your own. How do you expect the market to go down dramatically if a major central bank is buying S&P futures? Well, there's only one way. That's if this, this country's Fed is raising interest rates. So just go look at 2018. People ignored the fact that the Fed was raising rates all year, and then in the fourth quarter, the market got destroyed. Our algorithms had us in cash at the end of September. I didn't know the market was going to crater the next three months. All we knew was our algorithm said protect capital, we protect capital. Did we top tick the market? No. No, We had to give back some off the top. You always do. Anybody tells you they top tick the market and they bottom tick the market is a liar. Okay not true not possible we're always going to give some back off the top we're never going to buy the very bottom we're going to get the white meat in between alright risk on at the end of March this Fed says they're not raising rates the rest of the year Central Bank of Europe and Japan are out there adding liquidity markets are going higher that's it that's it. Impeachment, no impeachment. It makes no difference. China trade deal, no trade deal. It doesn't make a difference. Okay? Let's move on. <coughs> Those of you who follow me on Twitter will know I put out a tweet. This is just for the fun of it. Call it a little Friday fun. Okay? I went to see family and friends over the Passover Easter weekend last weekend. And everybody, they know what I do, so they like to ask me questions around dinner table, what do I think of the market. Everybody, the the single biggest concern everyone thought was, we're at the end of the economic cycle. So they want to know when the market's going to top. Nobody knows when the market's going to top. It's a joke. It's kind of just fun to throw your hat in the ring with a thought, and that's what I'm doing right now. Here's my hat, throwing it in the ring. Ready? Here's when the market's going to top. The day Trump announces a China trade deal. We are going to just float on up with volatility because central banks are being, um, are being kind to us. And then Trump and China are going to announce a trade deal at some point. market might be up 2% that morning. I wouldn't be a bit surprised to see it down 1% by the end of the day, and that reversal day will be the top of the market. Why do I say that? First of all, people like to sell the news, so there's such anticipation of this deal. When it finally comes out, it can't possibly be as good as people are hoping it's going to be. Everyone will go look at the numbers and complain about it, and Congress won't ratify all this other kind of baloney. So the news will pop the market, and that will be it. But the deeper reason is if the U.S. and China are agreeing on things, then we're going to get a heated up economy going into the 2020 election. And that heated up economy will lead to a Fed that has to raise rates to deal with inflation. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just throwing my hat in the river. So if the market tops there and starts selling off, I believe it will be because – market institutions and big players are beginning to project out six to to nine months and are concerned inflation numbers are going to hit. And so they start booking profits on that news. All right. Here's my hat. It's in the ring just for the fun of it. It doesn't mean a thing. We're going to use algorithms to manage our risk. But I thought I'd just share that with you. Okay. Um, So for 30 years, I've been doing this professional money management. My own personal management, also my own assets, and as John C. Riley says in one of my favorite movies, Cedar Rapids, I've got tiger scratches up and down my back from thirty years in this business. Now you see how dark it is, all right? And I'm going to teach you guys how to dance with the tiger. Go watch that movie this weekend. One of my favorites. Okay. So let's dance with the tiger. I'm writing a blog post for you of rules of the road from 30 years of doing this. It's on the website, rosenthalcapital.com. Click on um, algorithmic research, and you'll see this rules of the road post. I've added six new rules for you. Let's take a look at them. I'll let you get to it, rosenthalcapital.com. I'll do it myself. All right. Let's take a look at these rules. These are hard-fought rules. I've been working on it for a long time. I'm sharing it with you. Free. Free of charge. This is just me helping out. Helping out, giving back to the community. Okay, Investing rules of the road. Learned over 30 years of doing this. That's the blog post. You see, my number one rule, every investment decision, you heard me say this, on my trading desk begins and ends Two thoughts. Are we on the right side of probability and statistics? And is the reward worth the risk? That's how you invest. You don't invest because you think one name is conservative and one name is aggressive. Okay? Every stock carries risk. Right? In the last 12 months, General Electric, one of the greatest companies of all time, stock has gone from 30 to 5. Those of you who own it, do you feel better having lost all that money because the name was GE? If you do, then you really need someone to help you invest because that is not a way to invest. You've just lost a lot of money. It doesn't matter if you lost a lot of money in a Canada stock, a semiconductor stock, or General Electric. You just got wiped out. Okay, Your clock just got cleaned. And I submit to you that investing in these these Names that, that sound safe are more dangerous than investing in NVIDIA. Did NVIDIA collapse? Yeah, but it's an aggressive growth stock, so you should have aggressive stop losses, and you get out. You say, okay, I made some money in NVIDIA, and then the stock implodes. The problem with GE and names like that is that people hide their money there thinking they have safety. And they start to go down, and they don't have stop losses, and they believe they're long-term investors, they'll make it. And then they wake up with the stock going from 30 to 5. You've got to manage your risk. Is the reward great enough for the risk you're taking, right? The reward on GE from year to year is what are you thinking you're going to make there, 7%? Then just buy the S&P fund and forget it. For that kind of return, you don't need that risk. Buying cannabis stocks, we're looking for huge rewards. We're willing to take the risk, and we're using stops to protect us. Okay, scroll down the list. Numbers I highlighted it for you in boldface, 15 through 27, and I'm filling these in as I go, so they're not. You know, there's that's not obviously six, but if you look at them, 15, 16, 17, 21, 25, and 27. Those are my the ones I've added. 15 watershed events, and they usher in institutional buying. We talk about this in the cannabis space. Watershed events. Like Constellation Brands putting $4 billion into canopy. Watershed event. So we want to get involved before institutions put a lot of money in. That's how you make a lot of money over, you know, three to five to ten years. Number 16, everything that rises must converge. Be patient. Don't buy breakouts. Buy weakness, sell into strength. Number 17, position size one of the most important aspects of successful investing in trading. If you put on a position that's too big for your stomach and you can't sleep at night, you will not be able to execute that trade correctly or that investment. Be honest with yourself. Look at your risk. Ask yourself, if that dropped 50% overnight, would I throw up? The answer is yes, you have too big of a position on. If the answer is no, I could take that Depending on what happens, double my position later. There you go. Then you found your right sweet spot. And you can invest without the emotion of loss screwing with your head. Number 21. If it's so obvious that everybody can see it, it's not a good investment idea. Let's buy Home Depot because a hurricane's showing up. That might be a trade for a week or two. That's not a reason to invest in a stock. Cannabis companies, I got a lot of people that disagree with me. Look at Merrill Lynch, they just wrote a report on the whole cannabis space. Way overvalued. Years away from you know federal law changes. I love it. Scotia Bank, a week ago, downgrades canopy. Stocks forty-one dollars a share. They downgrade canopy can't possibly keep up with revenue expectations. Of course, a week later, Bruce Linton came out and said, hey, guys, we're going to uh, have revenue of over a billion dollars in the next 12 months, which is 30% above what analysts are expecting. Oops, got that wrong, right? Now the stock's 49, crossing at 50. I'd love to see this thing cross above 50. We'll get to that in a minute. Okay? So you want to invest in things where there's arguments, not where everyone can see it, and it seems obvious. It's already played out. Okay, um, number 25, a couple of rules here for you. The 3% rule is pretty important. It's been around for decades. I think it still works. Three days or 3%. Trends aren't broken. So we're in an uptrend right now. The market goes down for a couple of days. doesn't really mean anything. It goes down for three days, I start getting concerned. Three days in a row. If you're at a trend line, you break below the trend line, you've got to break at least 3% below the trend line. And the way this market trades today, I bet that might even be 6% before you have to literally run for the hills. You've got to make sure there's a break, not just a little wiggle below a price. And so you have to accept bigger risk in that instance. Therefore, be sure to put a position on where you can manage that risk. Okay? And the last one, rule number 27. In a downtrend and in an uptrend. Well, I guess that's what I just said. Right and in a downtrend or an uptrend, two days means nothing. Three days is what matters. So it's three percent and three days. Okay. So those are some of the rules of the road I wanted to share with you. Um, and you can periodically check this blog post, and it'll tell you. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll tweet out when I've updated it, and it's really just a hopefully – I'm hoping a, a source for you to help you understand how to invest. Successfully and protect your capital. This is what I'm trying to do with this list. All right, to wrap up, let's get to cannabis news of the week things that are important. Okay, the number one thing that's important is that Canopy is in the process of trying to break out. Now, I tweeted for you, and you can go look at my Twitter feed at Brett Rosenthal, B R E T Rosenthal, R O S E N T H A L. Or, of course, you can go to our website, scroll down. We have all of our tweets there. I tweeted a chart pattern for you. Canopy is a classic cup and handle. For those of you who know technical analysis, you know that cup and handles are powerful. For those of you who are new to this uh, investing process, I suggest you get a book by William O'Neill called How to Make Money in Stocks. And it's, I think, the Bible when it comes to investing. And um, they go over cup and handles. It's like really my favorite chart pattern of all time. I've been doing it 30 years. This is a classic cup and handle. Now, what our algorithm does, uh, traditionally, the only thing about um, the the book How to Make Money in Stocks is that it talks about buying breakouts. (laughs) I'm sure it still works for people, but I don't like the way it feels to get in on a big up day when everyone's chasing an asset. So we wrote algorithms to help us get in at the bottom of the handle. We were buying CGC at $41, $42 a share. And I did a a YouTube video for you about it titled, you know, CGC is now the time, right? It was the time. It was a prescient uh, video. I hope it helped you. It's our number one investment in the cannabis theme. If I could share any wisdom with you about investing at the beginning of an investing super cycle, which is what we're at, make no mistake, that's what we're looking at in cannabis. We have a three- to five- to ten-year window of opportunity to make money here. There'll be weakness, there'll be some terrible weeks, but over time, we should have a significant move higher in this space. People don't believe it, but let me tell you something. There's a projection on Wall Street right now by 2030 – the cannabis market will be 75 billion dollars here in the US. Just to put it in perspective, the entire tobacco market is 80 billion. So, I'm talking about 10-year window and massive revenue. Step 1 at the beginning of an investment cycle like this is to own the best high-grade your portfolio. I did an investing symposium at Palm Beach Gardens last uh, uh, two weeks ago. We packed the room. When we got to questions and answers, a lot of people were asking me about companies I never heard of that are in the pink sheets. I said, Guys, we're at the beginning of an investing super cycle. The amount of money you can make on canopy growth in the next 10 years is phenomenal. You don't need the risk of some fly-by-night little peanut stock on the pink sheets. That cup and handle is important. We're trying to break out. We went above 50 this morning. We're back to 49 and a quarter right now. Gosh, the end of the day is going to be interesting because I'd really like to see a follow-through into the close. We want to see a close above 50 on a weekly level to, to really break out of this cup and handle so we'll run up to 50 and a failure, oh that would be disappointing, that would delay things we'll run up to 50 and a close above it by the end of the week, that would be exciting that would usher in I think the next move higher in this group and I'm getting risk on buy signals across the board so the first one we got was Canopy when I did the first post or video about this two weeks ago We got a risk-on buy signal at 41 and change. Now we're at 49.50. We get a risk-on buy signal a couple days ago in Kronos. We're getting the same thing in Telray. We get the same thing in Hexo. Getting the same thing in Aurora. All of our favorite names are at the right uh, risk-on setups. Does that mean we're going to be right? No. Am I telling you to run out and buy all those stocks today? I'm not telling you to buy anything. OK? I already own these names. All I'm saying is the reward to risk is appropriate at this point. If it fails, we have to go back to cash. That's okay. it's the way this is. Don't fall in love with anything, guys. Don't fall in love. Always manage your risk. We have 10 years to make money off this investment theme, or longer. There'll be a lot of ups and downs. We can all we can do put our risk on when the probabilities are right and the reward is worth it, step aside if that entry is wrong. Husband cash, wait for the next opportunity. Could be 50% lower. You don't know. You've got to protect capital. But right now, that's a classic cup and handle, and it's looking great. So it's risk on across the board there. Um, just a quick note, I don't like to talk about individual stocks, but a lot of guys have been asking me about New Beverage, so I'm just going to share with you. I have not liked New Beverage for a long time. Everyone keeps saying, what about New Beverage? I don't like New Beverage, okay? The biggest reason was they didn't have any cash. They couldn't get a revolving line of credit from banks. So no matter how great the product is, if you don't have capital to get it on the shelves – You you can't get anywhere as a consumer packaged goods company. Fast forward to this week. Major announcements. They cut a deal with Walmart to get their product on Walmart shelves. And at the same time, they announced a $200 million shelf. Let me explain what that means. They now have the ability to raise capital. Yesterday, New Beverage announced that they have their full suite of CBD products ready to ship into all of their channels. This is them getting prepared to do a roadshow and raise capital. Normally, when you do a secondary, stocks go down because it dilutes shareholders. In this case, I'm not sure really what's going to happen, so I've taken a position here it's possible the stock goes up when they announce the secondary because when they go on a roadshow and talk to institutions about their opportunity, there might be a lot of interest and an upsized deal. They've gone from a company with no access to capital to a company with access to a lot of capital. That's, that, that changes the picture completely. So those of you who have been asking me about this company – I'm willing to say now, probably the risk is commensurate with the reward that you can have here if this works and they're able to raise capital and you see them go through this process of upsized deals. It could get very interesting. Okay? Now, quick note uh, I love this uh, analysis and I, I, again, I follow, I curate a list. You could go on Twitter. I have a, a list there um, of cannabis news. And you could subscribe to it. It's free. And it really covers all the important cannabis stories that come out. And if you don't feel like reading them all, obviously follow my feed, and I just – I update – I, I kind of retweet the ones that I think are important. One I retweeted is a Kaiser Permanente study where s- three-quarters of the people studied said CBD helped them with anxiety. And two-thirds of the people said it helped them with sleep disorders. That's a real study from a real company showing real medical efficacy of CBD. I tweeted the link to the Kaiser Permanente report. Take a look at it. It's interesting. All right. I'm going to wrap up on – I just thought it was worthwhile to post for you another – Chart pattern, classic technical analysis. You don't find these charts very often, so I just figured I'd tweet it out. And I tweeted it out on Twitter because it is Twitter. Twitter had a great earnings announcement. It seems like they've turned the corner and convinced Wall Street of the new metrics to follow their growth, not daily average users. (coughs) It created a gap up off of a consolidation that had occurred from a gap down. So now you have an island of trading that you've gapped above. There's your island reversal. A gap down, an island forms, a gap up. There's your island, not connected to any other chart part of the chart. Island reversals, when they work, are powerful. I have 30 years of doing this. I'm telling you, I haven't found island reversals often. And ne- not anything is is a guarantee, right? So it might not work. But when they work, they're powerful. So this may be the time to shares of Twitter. I'm going to end on that note. I appreciate you guys spending time with me. I hope you have a great weekend. I look forward to talking to you again next week.